Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today, we are joined by the absolutely wonderful Caroline Stanbury. Caroline is an entrepreneur, reality TV star and host of her own podcast, Divorce Not Dead. I have known Caroline for years and I have always admired her no BS approach to life and her unwavering confidence in being exactly who she is. I wanted to get her on the show for a while, so I am so excited to sit down with her and hear her three defining moments. Hi, love. Hello, Roxy. This is so funny to do this with you, but it's great. I know, isn't it? It's really fun. I, you know, who knew that I'd be doing something like this too and it'd be just it's just it's actually a wonderful thing it's kind of like therapy for yourself oh that's so nice to hear yeah I think it is actually looking back it gives you a chance to like really look back and consider you know all the kind of different directions your life could have gone actually and then the way that it actually did because of these defining moments absolutely so let's kick straight off with your first defining moment well, I thought about this. I mean, I never prepare for podcasts ever because I kind of prefer off the cuff and things like this. But you were the first person that's given me a list of <laughs> to-do lists. So I went off and had a little bit of a thing. And I think one of the most defining moments for me was setting up my first company. So what was your first company? Well, I was a stylist many moons ago, funnily enough. So I worked for a lot of other people and then I became a, a fashion stylist, um, personal shopper. Maybe that's a better way of putting it for, for rich, busy clients. Cash rich, time poor, as I say. So basically, I became a stylist. I set up the business as my own, you know, being as, as a stylist, as a personal shopper to many, many different clients. From that, mm. I grew it into a company called Gift Library, which was online um, luxury retail. I think I sort of ended up with about 76 employees, I think it was. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I actually remember the gift library very well. 76 employees. That's massive. So how quickly did it grow? What was the whole experience of building a business on your own? How was it for you? Well, I'm watching you do it. It grows really fast. And I, you know, I get a lot of uh, people come to me and it's amazing how many people and sort of really intelligent people that come to me saying, can you, 
can you advise me? Can you help me? Can you, you know, and if I can give one piece of advice to anyone, don't be in a rush. Um, because let me tell you, these moments will be your favorite moments because when it grows, it becomes a beast. And when it's a beast, you can't get off. Um, <laughs> and genuinely you also end up, uh, as the owner of a business, like whichever business it is, you, you tend to end up having, losing the, the bits that you love doing and ending up with HR and all the, all the bits you hate doing. So, um, you know, these, I always tell people, relax, it, it'll happen and enjoy. One day you're going to look back and remember, you know, I always say when we, we're setting up a business, we're always about two to three months from going under, you know, um, you're always teetering on the line. Do you, do you save the money or do you invest the money to grow? Right. So yeah. you're always like, it's, it's a juggling act. It's a complete juggling act. And I think that that makes you live on adrenaline and adrenaline is extremely exciting. And, um, you know, I, I, I used clothes to sort of, and my, my confidence to sort of, um, drive me through that time even if it was all bullshit that I was doing you know I always say that you know being an entrepreneur is like an acting job really because none of us know what we're doing um yeah. doesn't come with a handbook so you just literally get get up in the morning put your big girl pants on and get to work and then bullshit your way through the day I absolutely love that advice I love what you've just said about enjoying that these are the best moments kind of while you're in the period of growth actually I think that must be that is so true because the bigger you get the more responsibility you get you have no idea what the other side looks like Roxy so you know <laughs> I know we all have this private island, you know, in our minds that we're all going to make a shit ton of money and retire. But to get there, it's bloody hard. And there's a lot of sweat and tears. So these moments when you're hunkered down in your beautiful little apartment with you and Wolfie, and it's just the two of you, and you've got one or two people helping you out. Trust me, it's, it's the dream. You're living the dream right now. <laughs> I do feel I'm living the dream right now. You're right. So what were those kind of, to talk me through some of your best memories of those sort of early years when you were setting up the gift library before you had 76 employees? You know, just the adrenaline of every bloody day is different. Taking it from a homegrown company to raising, I think, the first million pounds. You know, I think they'll say the first million pounds that you raise for a company is probably the hardest you'll ever get because obviously you have no proven record, to moving out of my house, out of my dining room, into an office. And then suddenly realizing that it wasn't just your homegrown business anymore and other people had invested and believed in it as much as you did. I suppose that was probably the most exciting. And just decorating my office and, you know, hiring all these people. And it's so funny now because now I'm 44 and I'm building my business again. I can think of nothing worse. I mean, I'm like, no, no, we're staying inside. We're staying in my house. We're not, we're not getting offices. No, no, I don't want to get that big. No, no, uh, I refuse to work for anybody else. No, don't take any more jobs. I'm done. I'm fine. I, in fact, I, and I keep going to my boyfriend. I'm like, no, I, I'm, this is as hard as I'm working. And then I said, the only reason I'm dating a young guy is so that you can support me for the rest of my life. And that's it. <laughs> but the intention is, is to keep, to slow down a little. My intention is to try and slow down and act more my age and for him to, him, him to take over. Oh, I love that. So Caroline, talk me through now your second defining moment. Losing my business. Right. Tell me everything. I want to know how this whole, how that began. Well, I mean, again, I think it's, it's, it's uh, for anyone that knows in business, you usually keep one to two to three months money in reserve. And, you know, it's partners taking on partners. I've always said, if you can, if you can 
uh, when you take on investors, it's so important. They're like marriages. You know, I always try and warn everyone, don't do business with friends. That's not what happened to me, by the way, but just in general, don't do business with mm. friends. But my investors just weren't, didn't really get on. And I think that was a, that was really a um, issue for me. So, you know, it made, it made every decision very difficult. Um, you know, if one wasn't available, the other one wasn't available, which made, meant that things didn't happen fast. Then one of the first initial investors recalled all his money in the first investment in, the others didn't want to pay. It's just a long, messy story. But it was because, you know, when you, when you have big investors, you, you lose the control. I was the smallest shareholder in the end, which happens a lot. So, you know, that it, it, unfortunately, it wasn't down to, I wish in a way it would have been easier for me had I run it into the ground. Had I done something that I could say, fuck, I made a giant mistake. Well, I mean, I probably shouldn't have taken that many investors. But um, I also got greedy. I was like, okay, all these huge names want part of my company. And I there you go. Instead of just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm good as we are. We have money. We don't need any more. I was like, imagine when I go to sell and these giant board members are on my, on my team, how amazing it will be. And, you know, that's what happened. And it, you know, I don't look, you can all, what if I spent a lot of time crying at that time and feeling very sorry for myself and going out and I'm never going to work again. I'm going to be a housewife, you know, fuck this. And then, you know, here I am again, building, you know, working and doing what I do. And in terms of like, so you, that kind of aftermath, because, you know, your business does become your baby and it's, you know, you work so hard on it for so long. It's like a loss. It's a grief. It's a grieving process, Roxy. Yeah. How, how did you cope with that? Well, it's not easy. It, it is, as you said, it's like a baby. So I grew that for, I, I you know, that was a project of seven or eight years, I think it was. So, you know, from home and before that, from my styling business. So to be wiped out overnight and not even really get to say goodbye because I wasn't aware it was happening. So I think I was on a, in a ski resort for the first holiday I'd taken in a year because I was trying to sort everything out. And it was the one ski holiday with my kids, you know, that I was taking. And, and that was it. I got a phone call that the liquidators were in the office. And I never got even a chance to say goodbye to staff, the, you know, the, the office, oh nothing. Yeah. So I think and it's so abrupt like that. It's, mm. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it, you know, it's a big change. I had nowhere to go every day. I was like, oh. Yeah. And also it was, a, of course, a part of your identity, you know, being the founder and you know CEO or whatever it is um of the gift library that was a, a way that you identified with yourself so did you feel that, that then you had to kind of re-establish who you were again absolutely I mean ego plays a big part of it and I've learned you know ego shouldn't really but you know I felt embarrassed you feel like shame because people also you know people don't know the ins and outs so to the rest of the world you know it's your name above the thing and you've lost your business people have lost their jobs you know people creditors you know that you know people want to know why you're not paying them back which you know uh, it's unfortunately not my money was isn't your money as anyone knows um when you have major shareholders and all this kind of stuff I mean it's 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 a it's a horrible time for anybody um, and you just have to get through it. And I, I've learned over the years to try not to stress about things you can't change. But it's, you know, easier said than done. It took me a couple of years to recover from that. And I don't really think I, you know, I really didn't. I, I mean, it was quite well timed in a way because 
Jem uh, at the time was moving to Dubai for work. So I kind of got a change of scenery and a change of life and everything else, which kind of made everything easier to swallow. And I wasn't, you know, but it, it took time. It always takes time. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Caroline, what is your third defining moment? Uh, children, I guess. Children change you a lot in many different ways because your priority list completely changes. So I think, you know, children define you, change everything, because your priority list shift. Things that are as important aren't. You know, also when you have children, you want to hunker down a little bit more. I mean, I had them while, I mean, I was doing IBF, so I was going to work. I used to have my secretary queue in the IBF, you know, in the doctor's surgery, and then tell me when they were too down, and then I could leave the meetings and go back and forth. But, mm. you know, you do sort of, you lose a bit of that drive at the beginning. And also you just, you know, everything becomes about them and what you want for them. But I think it also makes you, you know, look at yourself more because I think a lot of mothers lose themselves. And if I really look at where my, even my marriage started to go down, it was just after the babies. And if I, you know, even looking at a little bit of you and Wade in a way, Children, it, it, I don't know if it did or it didn't, but it, it's it's always around that time if you're not solid. Yeah. That when children come into your life, 
um, that it, it, it shifts a lot and you see different things in people and you become very different. The mama bear comes out of you too and everything you do in life is more about for them. You forget sometimes, I mean, I've got back to that stage now in a new relationship, but you forget to focus on the man because you're so focused on the children and your work and the everything else. It's all so all-consuming. Yeah, you're right. So you've got three kids, three gorgeous kids. How old are they now? They are 14 and 10. So two boys at a 10. And, tw- and twin boys, which is so yeah. fab. I, I Honestly, I can't believe anyone that I hear has twins. I'm always like, how? Just like, how do you do it? But, you, you know, you've got a teenage girl now and, you know, the boys are a little bit older. So how have you found, you know, the different stages for you so far? Because I'm very much still in the baby toddler phase. Um, and I'm just intrigued as to like, how does parenting shift as they grow older? Or how did it for you? Well, I mean, you know, funnily enough, they always say having a baby is hard and all this. I mean, these are the easiest days you're going to ever have, to be honest. Children don't require less energy when they get older. They require more. I'm like, oh, gosh, tell me. <laughs> well, because they've got personalities and then they've got opinions and then, you, you know, they actually want to go places. And like, at least at this stage, you can just bundle Wolfie up and he's compliant. <laughs> right he wants to come wherever you want to go like oh yeah mommy's going to the nail gallery off we go you know that doesn't work with a 14 year old or a 10 year old they're like no and on the weekend you are just a glorified taxi driver and you're really annoying mommy and you know you say it's sunny um like for my daughter if you bought her a, a, a t-shirt she would say oh my god roxy's the coolest it's the best t-shirt i've ever had in my life if i give her exactly the same bloody t-shirt it's like oh you're so uncool mom like you have no style whatsoever i can't believe it and that that's what i get every bloody day and then i've got three children going different directions so i never have a car then i have uh then you know i i'm always going to be broke because they are little um would pickpockets they literally come into my room and empty whatever money I've managed to take out so I've stopped taking cash out so it's like having small thieves in your house at all <laughs> times but yes uh, did I say I love them all <laughs> <laughs> so Caroline tell me a little bit if you don't mind about you recently got divorced yeah. or in the process of how was that and how was it with the children and I'm sure there are lots of people listening who may be considering it or have just been uh, you know decided to get divorced or been through a divorce and with children involved how was the experience for you and what is your advice for people everyone's experience is different my experience was in the end great because I think the hardest part is living in that terrible stage and so many women do where like what if should I shouldn't I you know what's it look like the other side and I think why I've become more and more popular lately and why my divorce not dead show is you know skyrocketed is because I've shown women not only it's not that bad but I've risen like I went and got a, you know, most people sort of downgrade and do all this. I went and got a young boy, and I don't mean man, but I went and got like a, a great boyfriend. I've upgraded my house. I just thought, fuck it, do or die. And I went on and did everything. And my husband didn't give me a giant settlement. Let's just be clear. So, you know, I've done it on my own. And because I like to push myself mm. and I want it all now, I don't need a giant house when I'm, you know, 
80 and the kids have all moved out. I need it now while they're all home. So, you know, I pushed myself and I've created literally my dream life. I have dreamt about this moment for I don't know how long. And I lived in limbo because you know, I, my ex-husband's amazing. Like, and we're good friends and it's been perfect. And, you know, if I think he mourned the loss of the family unit more than me. And I'm going to show him that he can still have the family unit and he can have a girlfriend and he can have me, us, you know what I mean? So I think that it, obviously the transition is really hard and I'm not going to say it's easy for anyone. It's, it's not, it's, it's a difficult, um, it's a difficult process, but once you get to the other side, it's worth it is my point because the living in like, it's not quite right. And I think, you know, there was nothing, and if you really look back, I mean, you, you, you know me with Jem, there was nothing wrong with me and Jem. There was nothing, you know, he wasn't me, he, he wasn't uh, a bad father, he wasn't a bad husband. It was just, we weren't the same people. So I was like, I would like, he would come home and I would try and be someone else, someone I thought he wanted. I don't know, we just, our personalities didn't fit. And it was just blur. And now I know how good it can be. Like, it's so fucking good right now. I'm literally on a cloud. And trust me, I even fought my relationship with Sergio, but we have amazing chemistry. And I think, you know, getting through these bits with your children, I didn't give them a choice. You know, at the beginning, my my ex and the kids were like, family meeting, like, you know, we're going to go and all go and sit next door and discuss this. And I just stood there and I went, you know what, I'm not going. Rightly or wrongly, I went, nope, it's not going to happen. And because I knew I would end up in a room with my kids and my husband, ex-husband sat the other side, me one side, and having to answer myself. And it had taken me however many years to make that decision. And I wasn't prepared to give them the option. It wasn't an option. I'm not going to go, okay, I won't see him anymore. You know, I'm not going to divorce daddy. And I, I didn't break up with their dad for Sergio, let's be clear. They already was on the rocks and we'd separated. But you know, I think they blamed Sergio as well for it or thought that, you know, if Sergio wasn't around, maybe mommy and daddy would make it work. Like Jem had suggested therapy and I don't believe in therapy. There isn't a therapist on the planet that's going to tell me I'm still in love with my ex-husband or vice versa, you know, that we're suddenly going to be doing cartwheels in the bedroom and have the best time together. And I, you know, I have a very different view than most people. I don't believe in long-term marriage. I just don't believe it can work. I do not believe that you can meet somebody in your 20s and die of them in your 90s. I do not. And, you know, amazing if you've got it, but I, I don't believe it. And normally it's either because, you know, you've stuck it out or people have had, you know, having affairs left, right and center the other side. Um, and I'm not prepared to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to stick it out. I, you know, my, my, I remember my mum saying to me, make it work, stick it out, you've got a family. I'm like, mum, I'm going to live another 50 fucking years. I'm not dying in two. If I was dying in two, maybe I'd stick it out. But I've got, <laughs> I've got a whole life ahead of me. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, like, you, I love that you just do whatever the fuck you want to do. And I think that's, I think that's an amazing trait. How do you deal with, you know, judgment, criticism. I mean, I think for me, especially when I first met you, I was, you know, I was much younger and I was very, very insecure. And I used to look at you and your ability to just like be who you were. And I was just mesmerized by it. A lot of people feel how I felt, which is just, you know, scared to really do the things that they actually want to do or to be completely themselves because of a fear of 
being judged or being criticized how do you kind of do whatever you want to do knowing that maybe there's going to be people who have something to say about it but not give a fuck anyway well you're interesting you're beautiful you're clever but you are you've always been slightly desperately insecure which I never (laughs) understood um (laughs) but you've changed that little girl's kind of gone um but you know, and I I never got it because you're such a powerful little being and you've got it all right there. But then, you know, at the last hurdle, you sort of doubt yourself. But for me, I think criticism I've had my entire life. I went to boarding school from six to 18. You don't think you get, you know, I, I, I wore headgear around the school. Can you imagine? I mean, I have grown up with my with such criticism my whole life. Even my mum, my mum, I'll I'll do a photo. I I remember I was so happy. I did the front cover of a LM at forty two in this like amazing swimwear shoot. I I mean I have to say it's the first time I looked at a, a fashion magazine and went fuck I look amazing, and I sent it to my parents and she go my mum just went oh I've seen better darling. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I don't know why I bother sending them. I do not know. It's so my mum. And actually, I realized, you know, she only says it because she bloody wishes it was her. Um, (laughs) You know, and I got it. And it's criticism is people's own insecurity and their own wish that they were living like you do. I'm sorry. Like, if I was me helicoptering my life right now, looking at me going, fuck, she's 44 years old. She's got a 26-year-old boyfriend. She lives in Dubai. Who I mean, the fuck, I want that. I'm like, I've made my dream life. I have sat and dreamt and manifested this. And criticism comes from people that just don't have the balls to go do what they want to do. Normally, it's because they're not quite satisfied with themselves that they have to push it onto you. And once you understand that it's they're mirroring their own insecurities, you understand nothing really touches you anymore. Mm. What, what, are, what are they criticizing me now? I mean, I've been criticized my whole life, as I said, right? I mean, uh, right now, it's because I'm I'm dating a young guy. Well, I mean, it's the most mature relationship I've ever had, and um, you know, I I don't care. I mean, and 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 you know, maybe it's my Instagram's ridiculous, but are they paying my bills? Because it does. Um, you know, my podcast is flying. Uh, whatever criticism anyone wants to say of it, and it, you know, it's it supports me. I don't care anymore. You know, are you going to be there, Roxy, at the end of the day, paying my bills? No, you're not. You've got your own to pay and worry about. So when you learn, as long as you can look at you and know that you're not harming anyone else and know that your intention is good, that's all that matters. It really is all that matters. And I will teach my, my children that exact thing. And, you know, and I'm also teaching my kids that when you're not happy, you know, you're not a tree. Move. Get on with it make the difference you don't have to stay anywhere for a second that you don't you have the power you hold the power and and I think that's just the most key lesson in life and criticism just really personal criticism when people criticize the way I look or I am I've always had that so then I just think you know what kind of disgusting human does that the way I live my life well you know I'm so happy um, leaving Jem, I got lots of criticism, like, oh my God, how he's the nicest guy. Then I'm like, well, why, you know, date him, (laughs) you know, that's it. Yeah. You know, and I think like you summed it up perfectly then as long as you're not, as long as anyone's not harming anyone else. I mean, I really, for me, I am a huge, huge champion of non-judgment because 
I think there's just, I saw a really funny meme the other day. And it was like, imagine a world where you saw something on Instagram you didn't like and you just got on with your day. And it, it's rather than like spending time kind of criticizing it or judging it or trolling or whatever it was. And I think it's true. Look, we're all so different. And I think when you are a strong personality, um, that's always going to represent something to people. And it can feel confronting, I think. People are scared of strong characters because it makes them have to reevaluate their own lives. Mm. Because it's easier to say that's not possible. And if you make it possible and you manage it, then you're like, shit, now I've got it. Maybe I, I need to look at what I'm doing. And that's why it makes people so uncomfortable. I think you're wonderful. I love your energy. I think I love your go get it attitude. And I'm so happy that you're happy. Like, good for you. I think you and Sergio seem adorable, by the way. I mean, he just seems like the happiest, sweetest person ever. Um, are you just laughing nonstop? I can't even tell you. I barely laugh from the moment we wake up. First of all, like, we we sleep like koala bears with our feet entangled and like hold hands oh it's God, the cutest stop. thing we really do I've never slept like that in my life I mean before I when I was married I used to have one foot on the floor <laughs> I don't know why I just slept like that and like now we like met in the middle it's like it's the most he's melted all my corners um you know I'm still a bit prickly but you know he just takes me as he I, you know, as I am, like, um, and he is just my yin to my yang. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. Everything is fun with him. We turn everything into a giggle. It's hilarious. And, um, you know, I doubted it. I doubt, I d everybody told me at the morning, in the morning, at the beginning, you know, why would he, you know, a tw I mean, he's 24 when I met him. Can you believe it? Um, Stop. Yes crazy well it's so funny because I now wouldn't like think that no he's more mature than me by far yeah um, <laughs> not saying a lot okay so yeah he's more mature than me by far um but you know and he's so why shouldn't I give someone like Sergio a chance because society tells me it's not going to work and by the way what's not going to work as in like we've already been together almost two years and if I have another five with him we had a great relationship. If I have another 10 with him, we had a great relationship. If I, he thinks he's going to get to the end with me, he, he may, you never know. He actually <laughs> fucking may, you know, um, he says he's going to push me around in my wheelchair. I, you know, maybe we'll have an annex. He'll have a girlfriend and I'll live in the annex. <laughs> you know what? With, I love this. It's just, there's absolutely no set way. No, there isn't. And we're best friends and, and we're best, best friends. And I have no doubt no doubt he's such a wonderful person and a human that whichever way it happens will make it work oh that's so sweet it really warms my heart actually it's i'm sure anyone listening will be smiling now he's always trying to make he always goes i'm going to bedazzle your high chair i'm like it's not a high chair it's a wheelchair he's going to <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'll push you around when you're old and he really he doesn't Roxy you know he doesn't look around like he doesn't make me feel insecure at all he is a beautiful man 
let me you know I, I wake up and I'm like sometimes I pinch myself and I'm like is God having a fucking laugh he's in his Calvin <laughs> Klein so I'm like I was having a laugh this is like too good to be true and he's like he doesn't we go out he doesn't look he doesn't even leave my side Do you know how hard it is to get him to leave the house <laughs> let alone <laughs> That is so sweet. Oh, Caroline, I'm so, so happy for you. Before you go, I have 10 quickfire questions for oh, you. Okay, so the first one is your most memorable book. Living Fully. Favourite quote. Well, it's going to be one of mine. There you go. I'm not here for your amusement. You're here for mine. <laughs> <laughs> most influential mentor. Mentor. Oh, goodness. Carmen Bus- um, Busquets from... Uh... Uh, who founded Net-A-Porte with um, Natalie. Your go-to feel-good film? Notebook. A moment where you felt most proud? Having my babies. Oh. A song that cheers you up? Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond. Top tip for dealing with stress? If anyone has one, give it to me. <laughs> I, I see red. I, I don't know. I, I have tantrums. <laughs> have a tantrum. It really helps. Um, I have a tantrum and then calm down. Oh my, my tantrums are legendary. I've got like four members of staff yes, downstairs who would attest to that. Down, yeah. Oh God, Caroline. I fire everybody daily and then they somehow will come back. So it's fine. First three things you do when you wake up. Check that Sergio's still there. <laughs> joking. Remove my eyelashes from my cheekbones. And... Um, Order my coffee from downstairs and um, open the curtains and look out at my palm trees. Oh, dreamy. Your guilty pleasure. Shopping. One thing you'd like to achieve in the next year. My TV, um, my TV things that I'm working on now. And the first person you call to share good news. Sergio. Oh, Caroline, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest on The Moments That Made Me. And I'm sure you will inspire many to just go and do what they want to do, basically. As I always say, life is a neck timer. You don't get to turn it over. It's quicksand. It goes very, very, very fucking fast. Exactly. Thank you so much, lovely. Thank you for having me. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.